This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. In alhamdulillah, in ahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilah illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأتباعه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين أحبتي فلا أوصيكم نفسي بتقوى الله والإحسان فإن الله مع الذين تقوى والذين هم محسنون My brothers and sisters I start by praising Allah Almighty and sending blessings and salutations upon our beloved messenger Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم قاني في الله Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an commands us many things. And I want to focus on a particular command that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives in Surah Tawbah. Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهِ وَكُونُوا مَعَ صَادِقِينَ All you who believe have taqwa of Allah. Be conscious of Allah Almighty. Remember that Allah is watching you. Have taqwa, have piety. وَكُونُوا مَعَ صَادِقِينَ And be with the truthful. Be among the truthful, meaning tell yourself the truth as well. The concept of being a truthful person is something that has been reiterated and emphasized in our religion very often. And the Prophet ﷺ said in a hadith that the one who constantly tells the truth, he will be written as the truthful in the iliyin. And as the one who lies often will be written among the liars. Among the liars. But what I want to share with you today is a story. Often the Qur'an gives us context. When Allah revealed this verse, the verse before it is discussing an incident that happened in the seat of the Prophet wasallam. And what I want to share with you, although I have limited time, is this particular incident. And that is the story of Ka'ab ibn Malik al-Ansari. Ka'ab ibn Malik al-Ansari. Ka'ab ibn Malik was among the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. He was among the companions that was from the Ansar, but the early believers among the Ansar. So he was a believer before even the Prophet migrated to Medina. Ka'ab ibn Malik was among the highest regarded companions. He participated in all of the major battles and expeditions with the Prophet ﷺ. And he was someone that was considered to be among the great companions of the Prophet ﷺ. And this story is a story that he is telling in the first person, and you can find in Sahih Muslim and other books as well. And that story is how he didn't participate in a particular battle. It wasn't actually a battle, it was more of an expedition. And this was the expedition of Tabuk. Now, Tabuk happened in the ninth year of the Hijrah of the Prophet ﷺ, so that was towards the end of the Prophet's life. And they were going to go on a trip to uh, face the Byzantine Empire. And this campaign was the one campaign where the Prophet ﷺ announced it prior. And he ensured that everyone knew they had to go. It was fardu'ayn on every able-bodied man 
to go and come. Everyone had to prepare and go, and the Prophet gave plenty of time for everyone to prepare, set their affairs in order. We are going to go to Tabuk. And this is the story, uh, this is also known as Jaisul Usra, the difficult army. Why was it called the difficult army? Because the Prophet ﷺ, there were about 30,000 men that were going. Many of them didn't have camels or horses or enough to give their families. So it was a difficult situation. The Prophet urged the companions, anyone that can give sadaqah, for this case, let him do so. The story that you've all heard, whoever prepares the Jaysh al-Usra will go to Jannah. And it was Uthman ibn Affan, it was this story where he gave 900 camels. The story that you heard where Abu Bakr gave all of his wealth is this story, where Umar gives half of his wealth. So the companions were all pitching in what they could and help in any way they could to ensure that they travel and go with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Everyone had to go and there was no excuse. Ka'b ibn Malik, radiallahu anhu, mentions that... Um, he was in a situation where he was ready to go. He said, I have never been more wealthier in my life than that time. I had two camels, where some companions didn't have anything to ride on, and a bunch of them would share one ride. He said, I had two camels. And he said, I was healthy and wealthy, and I was able, and I could go. And what did the Prophet ﷺ say? Everybody has to go. There was no exemption, except for one category. Those who literally cannot go because they are either disabled, elderly, women and children. Everyone else had to go. And some scholars say this was a test for the companions. How far are they willing to go for the Prophet ﷺ? So Ka'ab says, I saw the people preparing themselves, the whole uh, city getting ready for this expedition. Then he would say, I would go to the marketplace and I will see people that are buying and selling and getting ready. And I would say, I have plenty of time. And I would go back home, haven't done anything. And he said, the next day I would do the same until the day of the, uh, of the actual uh, travel. He said, I saw everyone leaving, and I thought to myself, I am fa- my, my horse or my camel is fast enough, I can catch up to them. No uh, difficulty there. And he said, I kept on delaying and procrastinating until one day, two days, three days go by. The Prophet has left, the companions have left, and he said something amazing. He said, I realized that the only people in the city were those who couldn't go, literally couldn't go because of uh, their uh, difficulties and, 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 and disabilities, like the blind and, and, and the ones that uh, couldn't travel, etc. The women and children and known hypocrites. So he said, I felt myself in the company of people that I shouldn't be in the company with. I should be with the Prophet ﷺ. But then, and this is a very interesting story. So he's doing a lot of self-reflecting in this qissa as well. He's saying he doesn't really know why he delayed. This is something that happens to a lot of us. We tend to delay things. And the scholars, they talk about delaying, especially delaying worship. Don't delay your salah. I'm going to pray later. The mentality of I'm going to pray later. The mentality of I'm going to make tawbah later. The scholars call this tasweef. And it is among the worst conditions one can have. And anyone that even spoke about self-help and, and, and building a self-improvement, they talk about don't procrastinate. you got something to do, do it. Prioritize that which is more important, but do it. Do not delay it. And this is exactly what happened to this noble companion. And when he realized that it is, they are too far gone and he can't even catch up with them, he started worrying. So now we know Ka'ib Malik, he didn't go. And it was Fardu'ain, he had to go, he didn't go. He had no excuse, he had enough wealth, he had two camels to ride. He, he should have been in the front line. He also mentioned this qissa, that this was not the norm for him. 
He was someone that participated in many battles, helped the Prophet ﷺ. He's a great and noble companion. That also shows you that although you can have a lot of virtue, sometimes you can make a big mistake. But the Prophet ﷺ, let's now go to the Prophet ﷺ in Tabuk. They camped there. Uh, it, there was no battle actually. But the Prophet ﷺ and the companions, when they camped there, they stayed there. Some scholars say about a month, others say less. The Prophet, out of the 30,000 men that are with him, realized that Ka'ab is not among them. And he asks, where is Ka'ab ibn Malik? And one man from his tribesmen, his name was not mentioned, he said, probably his fine clothings and his luxuries have delayed him. So he said something, a statement that of that, yeah, he's just too into himself and into his comfort for him to be with you, Ya Rasulullah. Mu'ad ibn Jabal came to his defense. Ya Rasulullah, I don't think that is the case. I know Ka'ab ibn Malik, and he is one that loves Allah and his messenger. He is a great, he, so he started praising Mu'ad and saying that it's not this case. He's not like this. What's amazing is that Mu'ad ibn Jabal, and we know who Mu'ad ibn Jabal is, another great companion of the Prophet ﷺ, he came in defense of his brother, Ka'ab ibn Malik. Yes, Ka'ab ibn Malik made a mistake. But the way this uh, other companion spoke about him was unbefitting and he came to his defense. What does Allah or the Prophet ﷺ say among, about the people who defend their Muslim brother or sister in their absence? That Allah will defend them on the day of judgment. So if you ever are in a situation where someone is being bad-mouthed or speaking about in a wrong way, and you can defend them, do so. For don't you want Allah to defend you on the day of judgment? We all do. So, now... Uh, among the incidents that happens in this story, the story of Tabuk is a long incident. I want to focus on Kabin Malik and his story. Is that the Prophet ﷺ, he saw a man approaching from far. They saw someone galloping towards them from far. No one can tell who it is. But the Prophet ﷺ said, Be Abu Khaythama. And woe and behold, when he came, it was the companion known as Abu Khaythama. What's interesting is, in during the preparation, remember earlier I mentioned that the uh, Sahaba were giving a lot of sadaqah and they were giving a lot of charity and they were trying their best to prepare. Abu Khaytham only brought a handful of dates. That's all he had. He brought a handful of dates and said, Ya Rasulullah, this is all I have. Give it to someone. Or, or, and then the hypocrites laughed at him. They said, Allah doesn't need your dates. So the hypocrites would laugh at the one that would bring a little. And when Uthman bin Affan and the great companions would give a lot, they would say, look at these people showing off. So they would criticize everyone. Among the traits of the munafiqeen was that they would criticize. Al-Muhim Abu Khaythama, who had nothing to travel with, he didn't have, alhamdulillah, he managed to come. So then, the Prophet ﷺ, he goes back to Medina. And when he goes back to Medina, Ka'ab ibn Malik is worried. What am I going to say to the Prophet ﷺ? What's my excuse? I have no excuse. Anyway, the Prophet ﷺ, when he comes back to Medina, the first thing that Rasulullah would do was go to the masjid. When he would come from a trip, he would stop from the masjid, pray to Raqqa, then go home. But this time he didn't go home. After he prayed, he sat down in the masjid. And it was the, um, the men who stayed behind from the hypocrites, around 80 of them, all lined up to come to the Prophet ﷺ to give one excuse or another. And the Prophet ﷺ would accept the excuse and would say, may Allah forgive you. And they would, he would accept it as well, may Allah forgive you. So now, Ka'ab ibn Malik is wondering, what shall I do? So some of his tribesmen and family members said, listen, do what everyone else is doing. Okay? Just make an excuse and the Prophet ﷺ will make dua for you and that's it. But that didn't sit right with Ka'ab. Because he didn't have an excuse other than delaying it and delaying it. And So he said, I sat in front of the Prophet ﷺ and looked at him. And the Prophet smiled at me, but I could tell he was angry. And he said, Ka'ab, what happened to you? And then 
I realized that I couldn't make up an excuse. I had to tell the truth. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, I was able, I was ready, I had every means to go. I don't know why, but I didn't go. Then the Prophet looked at him and said, Amma hada faqat sadaq. As for this one, he told the truth. Meaning what? Many of those who gave excuses lied. And the Prophet said, just go. Until Allah reveals your matter. So then he went. Everyone is telling him, Ka'ab, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you tell? We did what everyone, what everyone else did. But then he, they, and they said that to me so often that I felt like retracting my statement and making an excuse. When this happened, he, he said, he asked a very important question. He said, was there anyone else who told the truth to the Prophet ﷺ? And they said, yes. It was Hilal ibn Umayyah and Murar ibn Rabi'ah. Two great companions who were among the companions that participated in Badr. So he's in good company. He said, as long as they are also telling the truth, then I am in good company. So he stuck with his decision, not making an excuse, not lying. He told the truth. Then the Prophet ﷺ declared a verdict. He said, as for those who stayed behind, with another valid excuse, Ka'ab and the other two companions, that no one, no one in the city is allowed to speak to them. No one in the city is allowed to speak to them, not even salamu alaykum. So they would put in social isolation. They would go out and no one would look at them. No one would do anything. How long did that last? It would last for 10 days? No. 30? 40 days. 40 straight days, no one spoke to them. To the point where the other two companions, they just isolated themselves in their homes. They didn't even come out. But Ka'ab said, I would come to the masjid and the jama'ah and no one would say anything to me. And I would look at the Prophet and I would say, Salamu alaykum. I wouldn't be able to tell, did he say alaykum salam or not? And he said that it became very difficult for him. No one acknowledging you. That's something that perhaps a lot of us can't imagine. Imagine going your whole day. So one day, no one saying hi to you. How are you to you? No conversation. No one speaking to you. And when 40 days were passed, the Prophet ﷺ said, even your wives have to leave you. And then Ka'ab said, does that mean I have to divorce her? He said, no, but she cannot be with you. Some of the other, the other two companions, one of them, his wife said, he needs my help. We don't have a maid or a servant at home, so can I stay with him? The Prophet said, yes, but you cannot be into with each other. So this was their, the, the, the discipline they were going through for staying behind when they had to go. But this became extremely difficult for him. And Ka'ab, again, speaking uh, about this, he says that I reached a stage where my heart became compressed. And I felt like the earth became constricted. And I didn't know where to go. And I realized there is nowhere to run except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah speaks about it in the Quran. As for the three, the three companions you mentioned, Ka'ab and the other two. Until the earth became small to them, constricted. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Then Allah accepts the repentance. So this ayah is revealed, but Ka'ab doesn't know this ayah has been revealed. It, when it was revealed, the Prophet tells Umm Salama, Ka'ab has been forgiven. Then she says, Ya Rasulullah, should we send a rider to him to let him know? The Prophet said, let's wait till Fajr. While Ka'ab was praying Fajr, he hears someone screaming, Ka'ab, Abshir, Abshir. Glad tidings, O Ka'ab, you have been forgiven.
Alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Ikhwani fillah, so after 50 days, verses were revealed showing that they have been forgiven and their repentance had been accepted. Ka'ab ibn Malik mentions that one man was riding towards him, but he said his voice came to me faster than his galloping horse. And he sold me glad tidings, you have been forgiven. And then immediately, what did he do? He went for sujood. He went for sujood. And so I approached Allah and thanked him. Then I rushed to the masjid. And when I went to the masjid, he saw people congratulating him. And he said, I walked into the masjid and I looked at the Prophet ﷺ and his face was bright and he was smiling. And then among the people that were sitting with the Prophet was Dalha ibn Ubaidillah. And he said, that he was the only one that stood up to me and came to me and gave me salam. And he said, from that day on, I saw him differently than those who didn't get up. Because he actually came to me. And then he said, I went to the Prophet ﷺ and the Prophet said to me, Oh Ka'ab, this is the best day of your life. Rejoice for this is the best day of your life. Since the day you were born, the day that Allah accepted his repentance, and his story is mentioned in the Quran, and it will be read until the last day. It's been reading; it's in Surah Tawbah. His story. Now, then, Kaab ibn Malik said, "Ya Rasulullah, part of my Tawbah will be that I will never lie, and I will always tell the truth." And he asked, "Ya Rasulullah, did Allah save me because of the truth?" Yes. This is why, after this verse, when Allah mentions those three, Allah says the same verse that we mentioned in the beginning of the khutbah: "Ya ayyuhaladina amanu taqullah, O you who believe, fear Allah, wa kunu ma'asadiqin, and be among the truthful." Ikhwanifillah, the the moral of the story is to be truthful wherever you are, even if it's sometimes difficult. Tell the truth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you. The moral of the story is that we should always repent from our sins. To never give up hope. The moral of the story is to never delay and do tasweef. That which Ka'ab did. And there are so many lessons that we can be taking from this story, ikhwani fillah. But the main one that I want you to emphasize is be among the truthful. Tell the truth. Teach your children to tell the truth. I'm going to conclude here inshallah ta'ala. Allahumma la tufariq jam'ana hadha illa bidhanbin maghfoorin wa sa'in mashkoor wa amalin mutakabbalin mabroor. اللهم حبيب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.